Last week, we began a two-week series concerning the battle that many of us face with loneliness. And it has been especially difficult during the last few months with this COVID virus and the things that's been going on and how we've been locked up and isolated in our homes in a way that we have never experienced at any other point in our life. And we haven't been able to go to enjoy a meal at a restaurant just to sit down and to fellowship with brothers and sisters, uh, aunts and uncles, friends and family. We just haven't been able to do that over the last few months. And we haven't been able to be in close proximity with anyone that doesn't live with us until recently. And even now, we gather with reservation and caution. And last week, we looked at the definition of loneliness. And though we understand that loneliness is a period of time that we are cut off from other people, and that it produces feelings of bleakness and desolation, we still need to cope with these feelings and find ways to overcome them. And that's something that we have collectively battled with from time to time over the last few months, especially as a group. And because we are created to be in relationship with other people, we struggle when we have long periods of time that we are alone and we are separated from other people. When we love someone, we want to be in their presence. And when we can't be in their presence, whether it be by choice or by circumstance, it's painful and it's difficult. And it's a struggle that each one of us have to face. We look forward to spending time with friends and family. And we need to spend that time with them on a regular basis. It's good for our hearts and it's good for our soul. God created us to be relational, to be in relationship with others, to work together, to collaborate together. And when that's taken from us, it's difficult. And last week we learned four different causes of loneliness. And though this is not an exhaustive list, it is one that is beneficial to recognize so that when we do feel lonely, we can understand why and reconcile why we feel the way we do and look to the remedies that we're going to discuss today to help us to overcome that loneliness and to help us get through those periods of time. And just a brief recap on the four causes that we discussed last week. The first one was changes in life. As maybe a circumstance has changed, you've had to go to another state or maybe even went to a new country or whatever it might be, it's something has caused you to be separated from those that you love, your family and your friends. And it might have been because you moved to another state again or that you departed for the first time and went to college. We don't know what the reason is in each individual's case, but we all understand that that is one of the causes of loneliness in our life. And separation is another cause. This cause is similar to the first one, but, but is caused for many reasons to include the death of a family member or a friend or a loved one who has deserted you, or even separation due to an accident or severe injury. These are difficult times for any of us to face. And then another cause that we talked about is opposition. When someone misunderstands you or opposes you, to the point they avoid you or you avoid them. 
Maybe someone lied to you, about you and caused someone close to you to doubt you or to mistrust you and caused them to push away from you. And then the final cause that we discussed was rejection. This is one of the toughest reasons we struggle with separation because we feel betrayed and hurt by those who rejected us. We do not understand why we are being abandoned by them. But today we're going to focus on some remedies to help us in times of loneliness. So as we do, I'd like to take a moment and return to 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. And we're going to read through verse 17. We did hit these verses last week, but to follow along, we have to have this context. I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me quickly, for Demas because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Crispin has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. And then it goes on through verse 17, which are the verses that we're going to focus on today, about the needs that Paul has because of his separation, and how he's feel, felt even deserted by those that he loves and cares about. So let us take a moment and look at a few ways that we can remedy our feelings of loneliness. The first one is to come to Jesus. Paul was a follower of Christ, and we remember Paul's past. Paul started out being opposed to the church. He was one who persecuted the church. He was one who supported someone being stoned to death. We remember that he was there when Stephen was stoned. And we learned on the road to Damascus that Paul was confronted by Christ, and he his life was changed in the moment right there. And he went to Damascus a Christian. And now he's one who is serving God. So Paul was a follower of Christ. And he was confident of the fact that God loved him. And Jesus had provided, uh, proved it by doing, dying for his sins. Christ died for each one of us. And Paul had that hope that no matter what happened to him, that he could go to Christ, because he had Christ in his life. Do you remember when he had entered a relationship with Jesus, and when God got his attention on the road? Do you remember the change and how quickly it happened, and then how he was immediately ready to be a servant of God? I just thought about the people that was with him, on the road to Damascus. Never considered this before I started working on this particular sermon. Paul was with people 
who thought the same way he did? What were their thoughts when he was converted on that day? Did they continue to follow him into Damascus? Or did he immediately feel a loneliness because he felt separation from them in a way that he never did before? I don't really know the answer to that, but it was something that I pondered in my mind for a little while because he, his life changed in a moment. But he did end up in Damascus and God led him in the direction that he wanted him to go. And God really did turn Paul's life upside down, didn't he? He went from one who was opposed to Christianity to one who was a servant of God and, and promoted and supported Christianity at every turn. He knew what it was to know God and to be able to say and know that God will say to him, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. See, we serve a God who is faithful to us even when we are not faithful to him. And I was listening to a sermon a couple of days ago. I don't know if any of you know Michael Youssef, but I was listening to a sermon that he was preaching. And he was actually talking about loneliness in part of this sermon. And he was saying something that struck a chord to me, is that when we are lonely, we should be drawing closer to God. Because God never leaves us, and we are never really alone. In those times of loneliness, we should find our faith being strengthened in God. And we should look and turn to God because even though we have no connection to anybody else that we can come to in those moments, we can go to God. And we can have an intimacy with Him that surpasses any understanding that anybody else would have on this earth who doesn't have Christ within them, that doesn't have the Spirit of God within them. He knew what it was to know that God says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And the first answer to that nagging hole in our heart is to recognize that it is a God-shaped hole that is filled only by knowing Christ and your Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. When we trust Christ and we turn our lives over to Him, we have the most fulfilling relationship a human being can ever experience. We have a relationship with one who will never disappoint us, who will never let us down, who will always support us, who will always give us strength, and who will always encourage us and will always guide us in our life. He is always with you. He, is, he always has your back. He will never betray you. He will never talk behind your back. He will never be one who is stabbing you in the back. He is never going to be one that does anything but support you and to strengthen you, and to lead you in the paths of righteousness. He listens to you when no one else will. Your hope is found in Him and Him alone. Let us take a moment and go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. 
Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. Because it's really important for us to really grasp that Christ is with us all the time. He never leaves us. He is with us in relationship day by day, hour by hour, and moment by moment. Romans 10.9 says this, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And when we do that, we are reconciled to God. Our rejection of him is dealt with and we become sons and friends of God. Then we can know a peace that transcends any peace that we've ever experienced in our life. Even in our loneliest moments. And we will know in our hearts that though we may reject others, be rejected by others, I'm sorry, that we may be rejected by other people, that God will never leave us and He will never forsake us. And a second remedy to loneliness would be to use your time well. One of the worst things that we can do when we're alone is to have a pity party. That's the worst thing we can do. The worst thing we can do is to start thinking about ourselves and how terrible we feel and how lonely we feel. And I can't believe that nobody will come around. I just don't understand what's going on in my life. When we do that, it's not benefiting anybody. It's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting anyone. But what did Paul do when he felt alone? As he neared the end of his life, he knew that he had lived well. And we see this in verse 7 and 8 of uh, 2 Timothy as well, of chapter 4. 7 and 8 and verse 13. He lived well and that he used his time as a Christian well. He'd fought the good fight and finished the race and kept the faith and he knew he was going to be crowned with a crown of righteousness. So when we feel lonely, instead of turning inward to ourselves, we should really open our hearts and look outward and how we might be able to help someone else. Can I pick up the phone and encourage someone? Can I say something that's going to bless someone or help somebody? And Paul talks a lot about rewards and judgment in Scripture. He knew that he served God well, and he knew regardless of what happened to him on this earth, he would be in the presence of God for all eternity. He knew that his enemies had no power over him. He knew that even if they killed him, that to live is Christ and to die is gain. He knew that. He found comfort in that, and he used his time well on earth to serve the living Christ. He was able to contend with his loneliness in that knowledge, and he was able to find peace in that knowledge. Service to God and service to others will certainly help alleviate our loneliness when we find rest in Christ as we serve his purpose in our life. 
Because I believe when we're looking at God's purpose in our life, that we're not looking inward, we're looking out. And when we're looking out, we don't have time to focus on loneliness. Look at what Paul accomplished when he was locked up in prison. Many books that we have in the New Testament are because Paul was locked up in prison and he was writing letters, he was encouraging churches, he was encouraging others, he was teaching, he was guiding. He didn't look at being in prison as having shackles and chains tied to him where he can't accomplish God's work. He took those moments and used them to glorify and honor God and the work that he did. God looks at the stuff that we have done in faith, whether we have built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and His grace with gold, silver, costly stones, or straw, wood, or hay. What is burned up is gone, and it will never exist again. And we are in eternal life, but that's it if we've done nothing to serve God. We've made it into heaven as if by the skin of our teeth. What is quality work for God that gets to be rewarded? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. And when we're looking at doing things for ourselves, or buying something to hang on our wall at the house, or looking at something that we can plant in our gardens, those are all things that certainly bless us. But when we're looking outward to other people and how can I serve them and how can I help them, and their time in need. Can I give somebody a call that's at the hospital and encourage them, let them know I'm praying for them? Or how can I serve God at the church? What are the needs in the church? How can I participate at the church? How can I reach someone that I don't that I that I know does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ? See, when we're working in that manner, that is the things that are made of gold. But the things that we're doing in our house, sweeping our floors, hanging things on the wall, mowing our grass, that's the wood, hay, and stubble of our life. So Paul used his time well, and he was motivated by God's grace and controlled by God's love. So in verse 13, he asked Timothy to bring his cloak and his scrolls, especially the parchments. He doesn't want to sit around and feel sorry for himself. He's stuck in jail, he knows he's there, and he can't plant any churches while he's there. But he can write to the churches. He can lead the guards who are guarding him to Christ. See, he's looking out and how he can take these lonely times and glorify God in them and grow closer to God in them. Let us take a moment and go to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 12. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 12. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. 
See, Paul realized that his time in prison can be used good for the good of the kingdom of God. And he used this time to communicate with the churches, and he encouraged them, he corrected them, he prayed for them, he wrote letters to them, and these letters are a large part of our New Testament today. It is important that we understand that regardless of our circumstances in life, we can and should find ways to serve God and our communities. By serving and working for Him, Christ, we will see the fruit of Christ working in us. Loneliness cannot live long in this type of environment, can it? And you know, we have heard this phrase many, many times in our life that sometimes life hands you lemons, right? Life hands you lemons. And we know lemons by themselves don't taste very good. But when you take them and you make lemonade, put a little bit of sugar in it, some water in it, and sweeten it up, boy, is it good and refreshing on a warm, hot summer day, isn't it? What do we do? with the circumstances God has given us in our life? How do we respond to the circumstances that God has put us in in our life? Let us make the most of the time we have, regardless if we're lonely, regardless if we're sick and suffering, regardless of any circumstances we have in our life, we can serve our living God. We must use our time well and make the most of every bad situation in our life. And it's tough sometimes when we're suffering and going through difficulty and feeling lonely. It's tough to come out of that shell and say, you know what, I gotta serve God. I want to accomplish God's work in our, my life. See, the devil would like nothing more than for us to sit back and whine and complain and feel sorry for ourselves. He loves that when we do that because when we do, we're not serving God, and we're not getting the message of Christ out. And then that's serving the mission of the devil himself, isn't it? When we sit back and just be complacent. Loneliness can be so paralyzing, and it's so easy to stop taking care of yourself, and to stop exercising, and to stop reaching out to other people. It's easy to do that. Have you ever noticed that the things that are valuable in life are some of the things that are more challenging things? The more rewarding things in life are the things that you actually accomplished and said, I didn't think that I had that in me. But see, now, when we are doing things like that and we're working and allowing the Spirit of God to work in and through us, then we can say, wow, I never believed God would do that kind of work through me. See, we can always find reasons not to serve God. And we can always find reasons to wallow in a situation that we're in. And another thing that we can do to alleviate our loneliness is to minimize your pain. Verse 16 of 2 Timothy 4. At my first defense, no one came to, to my support but everyone deserted me. Here's what Paul said. 
may it not be held against them. The next thing to deal with loneliness is to play it down. Stop exaggerating it and rehearsing it over and over. I am so lonely. I am so lonely. What am I going to do? Don't let it make you bitter. And don't let resentment settle into your heart. Paul said, may it not be held against them. He forgave and stayed free from bitterness. That's a, a horrible self-imposed prison that will only exasperate your sense of isolation. And how about this one? Enjoy God's presence in your life. I just shared with you guys a little bit just before the sermon got preached today about the old rugged cross and how powerful that song is and how meaningful it is to me. And when I was singing that song, I'm lifting my heart to God. I'm worshiping God in that moment. I'm standing in the presence of God, singing to Him a song of appreciation for all that He has done for me. And I know we do the same thing as a congregation when we're singing songs of worship. We're lifting our hearts up to God. And I'm enjoying His presence. I, when I'm singing and worshiping, song, singing worship songs to God, I feel His presence moving in me. I know that He is preparing us when we are singing these songs to prepare us to hear His Word so we can continue through His Word to enjoy His presence as He teaches us and He trains us. Paul went on to say that the Lord stood at his side and gave him strength. And the truth is, the Christian is never alone. We are temples of God's Spirit. His Spirit is within every believer. And His presence is with us all the time. And usually, if we look at why we don't feel His presence... It's because we've turned away from communication. It's not because He's turned away from us. We've turned away from Him. We can never flee the presence of God as a believer. No mountaintop, no valley, and not even the valley of the shadow of death can separate us from God's love. Jesus has not left us as orphans. We are sons and the Father has said that He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So we want to use our times of loneliness and aloneness to enjoy God's presence. To pray and to think on the Psalms, meditate on the Scriptures, seek the Lord, enjoy Him, and sing songs to Him. If you want to overcome loneliness in your life and you're not a believer, the first thing you could do is get salvation.
come to the cross of Christ. Salvation is a free gift to each one of us. And we don't have to straighten our lives out first. Come to the cross. Let, let Christ straighten your life out. We will never straighten our lives out on our own. It is only when we come to the cross that we can have our lives straightened out. It is only because God works through us that we can have our lives changed and to do right things and to serve Him. And another thing, we need to use our time wisely so we can minimize our pain and enjoy His presence. So we want to look out for others. So Paul was strengthened by the Lord so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. That was Paul's prayer to God. Paul was lonely in a cold dungeon facing a trial before Nero, but he didn't forget the main thing. He didn't forget the goal in his life was to press on heavenward for making Christ known to everyone who would hear him. Winning people to Christ, building them in the faith, and sending them on to do the same thing that he is doing. His thoughts and his prayers were always for his young churches. Paul's concern was always for other people. And then in closing, let's take a look at how Jesus dealt with loneliness in his lonely times. You remember when he was out in the wilderness for 40 days? It was him, the Spirit of God, the Father, and the devil. And what did he do? He prayed. He also battled Satan with the Word of God. And he always kept faithful to God. And what about in John chapter 17 when he was praying? It's before he was, reject, before, um, he was rejected by his disciples, his disciples all spread, and before he was betrayed by Judas. He was all alone. And he knew he was about to really be all alone for the first time as a human being on the earth, being completely separated from anybody and not having anyone support him. What did he do? He talked to the Father. He not only prayed for himself, he not only prayed, if it's possible to take this cup from me, but Father, I also want to pray for my disciples that you protect them in this time. And I'd also like to pray for every future believer. Christ had his focus on others all the time. And for the well-being of others. And even on the cross, when he was all alone, and even felt humanly forsaken by God. What did he say at the cross? Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. So in the times that we feel lonely, instead of focusing inward on ourselves, let us focus outward on other people and to look outward 
to the needs of others and ask God, how can I serve someone today? What can I do to help move and advance the kingdom of God forward today? Because we have that power with the Spirit of God within us to be able to accomplish great work and to be able to minimize those effects of loneliness because when we have Christ with us and we recognize that Christ is with us and we turn to Him in those times, our loneliness will fade. And none of us do it perfectly, but we can do it as long as we keep our hearts and our eyes on God.